0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the Awkward Mom podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, I think that's it. At the Awkward Mom, T H E A W K W Y R D M O M, and theawkwardmom.com. Stop by, say hey. I'll see you soon hey everybody I am just going to go ahead and skip past an intro because I don't need to do that every time anymore this is now going to be sort of my dealing with the COVID-19 situation and how things are going at least on my end And tell you guys things that I've heard about how this thing is unfolding because I follow it closely but also not only limited to that but also how it's affecting me in my life and uh, yeah so I hope everybody's happy at home I hope everybody is having a good time being together it is very difficult um it has become very clear to me that i mean not even just aside from me personally but maybe as a society we're always on the go we're always at work and you know doing extracurriculars with the kids or you know doing like side projects side hustles whatever this is the most time that I think that we have had together as a, uh, at home, as a society. And it's sad how detached I, that I realize that I have been from home. And I don't know maybe you can relate maybe not Um, we're always doing busy work busy things you know I was going to work even though I was working only part-time I was doing that I was doing PTO and just even just the daily motions of running kids to school and back and and swim excuse me swim class and back and you know the things that you do Um, but now that we're home now that I'm home It's and and I can can't go anywhere. It's just interesting how detached that I didn't realize that I was. I thought I was home all the time. I thought, you know, I thought all I did was sit at home. I remember before this had all went down. I remember spending my mornings at home doing podcasting or working on my Instagram or. You know, doing typing up minutes for PTO, or even just relaxing, and I always felt guilty for doing it. But now that that's the only thing that I can do, now is just sit here. Uh, I can't go anywhere. Um, I really miss going places. I've even taken up the hobby of just driving. It sounds funny, but I don't like going out. To the store. I don't like that. I I only go to places that I feel like I will not encounter a lot of people. So I have been going to places like um, Fruitful Yield, which is like a almost like a Whole Foods, but I mean really scaled small and smaller than a Fresh Time, like boutique size of that, I guess. Maybe a little bit bigger, but every time I go there, the parking lot is empty and there's maybe two or three other people in the store customer-wise. But for the most part, it's empty. The problem with that is I end up spending way more money. I went to the store yesterday to go there to pick up potatoes, milk, and bread for my friend's parents who are immunocompromised they would not I don't believe they would fare very well if they did catch COVID-19 and I have told them because my best friend she moved down to Texas and so she's not up here so if I can do anything to help them I mean I've known them for most of my life I met my friend in kindergarten so I've known her parents for 20 years you know 20 plus years um So it's like second parents to me. So when I went to Fruitful Yield, which is organic and you know, just that hippy dippy store, I went to go get the milk there and it was like $7. I'm like, well, I cannot justify spending $7 on milk. But, But that's a whole nother thing. So I went to Target and Target wasn't busy per se, but I definitely encountered more people. I don't have a mask. And I don't have gloves. Um, I do, I guess, have gloves from doing hair. I could wear those. I actually have one reusable pair. So if I did use those, I would have to throw them away. But um, I really do my best to steer clear of anybody. I mean, I really do not come in contact with anybody. There are other people that I see with masks on. And... uh, for the most part I grab what I need and in this instance there's their stuff and some stuff for my girls and I check out and I get out of there. So um, I tend not to spend a lot of time outdoors unless I have to. Not outdoors, at the store. How do I feel about this whole COVID situation? I don't really know. I don't know because... I am very, I love being, I love accuracy and I love facts and I, I guess I'm a realist and I don't, it's not that I am pessimistic, but I am just, I want what's real and I want to know what I am up against. I have to know, and I guess this goes for really anything. I don't want to try to face a problem out as it happens, and sometimes we don't have any choice but that. But I want to know what I'm up against before I come in, before I I have to, to face it. And I hope to God I don't face this, because even healthy people are saying that it's a really shitty thing to go through, but that's for another thing. So. I don't... Even though I do keep up with it... I feel like... I don't just keep up with it... Because for my own sake... But also because... It's interesting... Who doesn't keep up with it? Or how much... Maybe people... Don't want to read... About it... For the sake of that they're... Afraid or whatever... And I also... And and because of that, I also feel like I keep up with this virus because of, to inform other people if I can. I always reference back to the Joe Rogan Experience video with Michael Osterholm. I've told many people about it, and I watched it maybe a week after it had come out, and this guy has predicted literally almost everything, even to the point of... Where people are now saying, "Oh, China has withheld numbers, and it actually looks like uh, this virus has been spreading in December or maybe even November, um, and hasn't told any about it, anybody about it." I knew that from watching this video. I knew that this thing is going to last a really long time. In this video, he talks about, or the podcast, like if you if you have the podcast listen to it he talks about this thing is going to last for a year we're about a year away from a vaccine he talks about how he he specializes in tracking infectious diseases and how he had um, gotten information from doctors in italy about them having to choose which patients were going to be basically left to die and who, you know, they had to go back to the whole World War II era of choosing healthy people to live and letting, he totally, he said all of this. And this stuff slowly trickles out of the media and it's like, well, yeah, I knew about that. I, urge, I strongly encourage people and the media is, people complain about the media and it's like yeah the media is going to scare you because that is their job their job is to sell papers and they don't sell papers unless they sensationalize things to the point of fear and in order to hook people into buying more papers they have to scare you into it that's just kind of how it is you have to be brave enough to read these through these scary headlines and Once you get halfway into the article, you start to see, okay, this isn't necessarily what they were talking about. You know, like, I think I referenced it last week when I was talking about it, Um, some Mashable, or um, it wasn't Mashable, it was a Medium article. Somebody had wrote, and it just popped up in my notifications on my phone. So the only thing I saw was, COVID-19 ravaged my town and here's what it was like. And it's like, I'm not reading that. I'm not reading that because you shouldn't have to go that far to get my attention about something that's already pretty serious. Like, we get it. Like, yeah, this is scary. You don't have to go that far as to scare me into reading your article. And because you're going to those lengths, I will not read that. I also advise you guys to read everything. I try to be as centrist as I can. It's difficult sometimes because when I see things and that, you know, when we see things that go against our beliefs, what we believe in, it can be a little hard to swallow, but pretty much everybody is kind of you know this this virus is bi- is not you know like it's it's not a partisan issue everybody is dealing with it whether it's a conservative news outlet whether it's a liberal news outlet it's just kind of it is that's all it is this thing so it makes it a little bit easier to get all sorts of information about this virus because, you know, like, you don't need to take sides because the virus isn't taking sides. I, as far as the Trump task force goes, I watch it and I do not, I watch it and And I try to be as... I don't know. I try to watch it and I try to think, okay, this guy, you know, he is who he is, but he's also the president and he has to try to navigate his way through this pandemic and make sense of it and make sense of it to the American people. And... I can't say that I feel confident in the things that he says. I don't feel confident in the way he is le- is he leading these press conferences. So the only person I really f- give my undivided attention to is Dr. Fauci. I think out of this whole Thing, the people who know what they're talking about is that guy, Uh, anybody from the CDC. I think it's uh, wise to look at New York because they're getting hit hard with this thing. Andrew Cuomo is being like to the point where he's, I look to him more for leadership than I do the president about this virus. And they are the first in this country to be overwhelmed by this thing. And I think it's best almost to look there to kind of see what to expect in your own state. I got a um, notification today on my app for my, for my uh, salon because I work for a corporate chain and I got a, a notification to on, on business updates and pretty much uh, it was announced that we are not able to be paid our last paychecks And, uh, that means no PTO. Salaried employers, employees, um, would just be making base pay. Minimum wage, uh, commission people would be making minimum wage. And that was only on the East Coast. I think it was Delaware and New Jersey somewhere. But the rest of the company is pretty much we don't have we're not getting paid and there were some reasoning there are reasonings behind why that they explained which I don't know if I even want to go into it but um, basically they had said that business had dropped so drastically before they had chosen to close salons, that they had to um, use all their funds to pay employees their last, second-to-last paycheck and also to pay for insurance benefits from then Say March 15th because that was the date that they gave on forward. And you know, I know this whole thing is so new to everybody, nobody ever saw, thought of this, and it's it makes me angry because even for me, because like we should have been prepared for something, but I mean, nobody thought something like this would happen. And I understand that. But there's just something about the reasonings and you know, like I, I dumped my PTO. Okay? My last day of working, I dumped my PTO because I'm like, we are not coming back. They At that time, I whiskey came that time, they closed um, March 15th. We were gonna come back March 30th. And I thought to myself, per the Joe Rogan, we're not coming back in March. And we're probably not coming back in April. And I have a strong feeling about May. So let me take all my PTO and shove it into my last paycheck so I have something to tide me over until I guess I get unemployment. So I literally dumped every hour that I had into my second to last and last paycheck and now I'm not going to see that money. And I don't care if it was 10 bucks or 100 bucks. I need that money. I'm thankful that I do have savings, but I am literally not paying going to be paying anybody until I get my unemployment. And thank God I was able with my last paycheck to tide everybody over until this paycheck, which is not going to be in non-existence. So it should be really interesting to see how this all plays out. But I won't, in saying that I do not have this fear of money. For some reason that's not the thing that worries me. I just don't see myself worrying about that. Although to remark on money, the stimulus package, I think people should be aware that this round of money that we're all going to be getting, it's not going to be the last. And I hope that our politicians realize that and they can start thinking about that after the first draft of funds because it is predicted from what I have heard, and you can do your own research on it, and I highly suggest that anyway, that this pandemic is going to at least take a year, at least a year until we A, either get an, a majority of an immunity and or we get a vaccine and we're at least a year or two, a year and a half out from a vaccine. So if you know we're already pushed out till the end of April, so we're not going, you know, I'm not going back to work till April, at the end of April. Twelve hundred dollars. That's going to be, I should say, two thousand dollars because I of my kids and and the money that I'm getting. That's not, you know, if you have a mortgage to pay. My mortgage is twelve hundred dollars. Which is on the cheaper side, but still, like, that's one of those paychecks. So, if I was a single mother, which props to single moms, you are holding it down, I could, what do I, what would you do? Like, how would you survive? That's one, that's one month of rations, basically, to survive on. There's no way. This would have to be. This would have to be, I mean, unless you get unemployment, some people are being denied unemployment. Um, but the majority of people I hear are getting it, which is good. But still, that's like, that's not a lot of money. So it's, I just really hope that we don't have to sit and and continue to lobby this thing. in the senate again because we can't wait that long anymore. I think I think when this payment comes out, this first payment comes out, people are going to be like okay, taking a breath, but after that like then we're going into two months of of no income and creditors Having to be paid I will say that most of my creditors are very understanding some people are like well we'll put that down but the most we can do is give you a loan give me a loan like my credit card from my credit union well we have some high we have some low interest rate loans what do you mean nobody is making any money why would you loan somebody more money i don't understand it that's why i don't understand these federal loans to these corporations it's like you know governor governor pritzker was talking about some of the, the, these loans they're going to give out to small businesses in the chicago illinois area pretty and i understand it's something something somewhere but like you know once this is over and everybody goes back to work it's not like oh it'll be six months till the first payment needs to be made six months that's nothing that's nothing if if you can't open your business from being out of work for over a year or a year or six months alone you think it's six months people are gonna recoup sales enough to make a loan payment and I get it that the government can't just give this money away but I just don't know that just seems like a really bad idea but it's like we're in a rock and a hard place apparently because um, I I don't know what the answer is I'm not an economist I'm also not a you know I don't know any of this stuff I just know what sounds like a bad idea but I mean again nobody's dealt with this before so really what can we do so with all that crazy negative stuff in the first half what good is happening I think this is a perfect time to really Make some really important decisions in your life about what it is you want from here on out for yourself and your family or whoever. I'm doing a lot of soul searching, as I'm sure most of you are doing, and I'm thinking about an awful lot of things. For instance, my employment with my company. Um, I gave you the Cliffs Notes, which were paraphrased so they were not not that they were wrong but I didn't say it verbatim so I don't want to pretend that I did but there are things in what was presented to me by the company that I just didn't sit right with me It just does something, something just doesn't seem right. And so this might be my call to find another job. Will it be in another hair salon? I don't know. I did start applying before everything locked down to community college so that I can go on to get uh, a psychology degree and uh, i got a notification actually today that ecc will be opening up to employees and uh, the public may 1st may 4th because may the 4th be with you that's how i remember may 4th but classes will be resumed electronically so i'm thinking about that as well because i usually get really good ideas and then if they peter out halfway through, then I'm like meh. So I'm mulling that over and making sure that I really want to do this. But it also doesn't hurt to go and get your associates and work up, so I mean it's not that I I would lose in getting that that degree. But I would say that this could be a big time to sit and mull over some things that you have been neglecting, avoiding, um, haven't had the time to think about. think about the next steps in your lives. Think about what's important to you and um, what you really want out of life. I've been really um not depressed. I've had some depressive moments because it's on top of not being able to friggin go anywhere. It's also been really gray and it's like when it's like that here which props to those who can live in like Seattle or wherever because I just do not have the headspace for gloom, overcast, constant overcast. I would not be able to function in a Place like that if I could afford it I would move to California where it's sunny all the time but um, yeah so I've been trying to make sense of that like things that upset me things that make me sad things that things within myself a lack of confidence mulling over why I'm why these why I'm Why I lack confidence in these areas? What can I do to change that? What am I lacking when I'm feeling a certain way? When I'm not feeling my best? What is missing there that I feel this way? And that has been a good thing. And this driving around thing that I've talked about earlier, that's been a big help for that. Putting on my music and going for a drive has been one of the best times for me because I've been able to really confront some things that have really bothered me that I've either avoided or I've thought about but you still don't have the quiet to sit and think about you can pick up a hobby and this is a good time to figure out what you're really good at too I've been painting I have been um, doing a lot of running. Not a lot. I actually ran for the first time the other day, so it's not a lot. But I've been outside more these past two weeks than I have in a long time. Granted, we've been coming out of winter, so... But walking has been another thing with my buddy, Declan, and even by myself. walking has been, has been um, a safe place for me and that's wonderful how, how much you're helping people I've been trying to be more helpful trying to give more and uh, that has been successful I donated some money to a good friend who bought meals for our immediate care Urgent care people at our local hospital. So they got a hot meal for lunch because I can't imagine what they must be going through right now. You know, all this complaining I'm doing, at least I'm not on the front lines like that. I can't even imagine what these poor people are going through. It's got to be absolutely overwhelming, especially if you're a first time nurse or doctor. I couldn't even imagine this is your first test run with, yeah. getting settled into my book here that I've been neglecting and uh, I have time which is nice and uh, I hope to de-stress and I mean that in the way of not worrying about things that I that I freak out over And um, like this e-learning has really stressed me out. I have, I, you know, I always, my kids have a deadline. They have to check in by 11 each day with their work. And it's been challenging because I have four kids and three out of the four of them are in school. Luckily, one of them, my oldest Quinn, God bless her, she is so good with doing her own work and getting it done. She has just killed that. I didn't have to do anything. Of course, she has been working with a Chromebook since the beginning of the year. Dylan and Charlie, they don't have that yet. You didn't get, you don't get Chromebooks until fifth grade. So we've been working on the computer with the programs that they use at the school and between there's like so many sign-ins and log-ins and, and then it's keeping their attention and, and keeping them from arguing with each other and keeping them on task for some reason it's harder with a laptop and our desktop to teach them these things which you would think would be easier because of how much they love screens and my kids love screens but it's harder and it's weird how it's harder like and then getting Virtually getting a hold of teachers who are who are very responsive, but they're also dealing with other parents, as well as their bosses, as well as making up their own lesson plans and trying to stay on task with what they're doing. I had bought um, homeschooling curriculum from the Good and the Beautiful. I have dylan's literature and handwriting book and i was using that and i was doing a lesson a day and that was easy that was hard don't get me wrong that was actually really difficult because you know maybe she inherited my adhd i don't know but keeping dylan on task is really difficult plus she's a kid like and so is charlie like keeping them all on task is hard because they're kids and school's boring like it is like i'm sorry Homeschool is a lot better because you have more movement. You don't have movement. I do not have movement with, with this e-learning. It seems, it feels like, you know, the teachers are like, you know, it's okay. Do what you can do. But then I get an email from the district saying, make sure you're keeping attendance. Make sure you're checking in. Make sure you're getting getting this in at this time. And then teachers are like, well, as long as you're checking in and doing the work and turning assignments in, I'm checking you that you're here. But then I'm getting emails that that's not how I do it, that I have to do it in a different platform. So it's just really overwhelming. And that has been a struggle for me. Um, But, you know, as I said to somebody else, Thank God this happened now, and not back in December or January or November here, because doing e-learning for the rest of the school year, I think, would be very challenging. But it's now getting warmer out. My kids are able to get outside. They've been jumping on the trampoline, we've been going for walks with Declan, I'm putting in a super order into Amazon to order balls and outdoor activities and chalk and play-doh and just things we can do to stay outside. I have some planters that I can plant seeds in and start seedlings indoors, so that'll be another project we do. I was grateful to get a bug finding explorer kit, so we've been doing that. So, I guess it's all about reconnecting, staying busy, together, staying connected, and, uh, I don't know, navigating this whole thing together. Nobody knows. This is all new for everybody, and so we just got to do the best that we can, and be sure that we learn, learn a lot, because uh, we don't want to come out of this thing having being the same person. I think we will have failed if we do that. So, so yeah, so this is my update for this week. My COVID situation. I hope it wasn't too Debbie Downer, but it probably was, but I'm sorry. That's just the way things are going. But it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. We're going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be good. And, uh, yeah, just as long as we stay healthy and happy, we're good. We're good. So, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you guys are well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're doing okay. If you know me personally, reach out. I'm bored. I know you're bored. I can see you. Just drop me a Drop drop me a FaceTime Now it's time to get back to my husband Jason Bateman I'm on episode 3 of Ozark